Thanks for joining us today on The Perfect X. My name is Sherry, and today we have a special co-host. We have Lee joining us for, you know, his first time. Hi, Lee. Hello. <laughs> Your voice is so clear and loud, and we should tell everyone that you were, like, researching microphones and how serious you were about making sure you're being heard. Any excuse to buy things I don't need. <laughs> and to any excuse to talk. Yes, I'm a big fan of hearing myself. So. <laughs> this is yeah, a very natural progression. I know, I know. And the, sharing your opinions. Yes, also unsolicited opinions are a big part of my repertoire. <laughs> Always. Since the day I've met you, that has been your, your thing. I'm nothing if um, not consistent. Yeah, I know, right? That actually is true. That is true. Well, we should tell everybody how we know each other. I've known you since I was like 14 or 15. So. Yeah, that's probably right because I was a couple years older than you, so. I think you're two years older, right? I'm 37. Yeah. yeah, I'm 39. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, well, we were out, I think we were 14-ish. And you guys, uh, big show. It's the only time we'll use the name because it's not really his name. But, but <laughs> <laughs> everyone called him Big Show. And if he's listening, he's probably going to love the shout out. But he knew a girl in my girl group friends. And we were at a party and... No one had cell phones back then. I mean, if people can believe it, we're that fucking old. I yeah, had a cell terrifying. phone. Did you have a cell phone? I did have like a, what do you call it? Like a pay as you go type thing. Like a, yeah, you just like put money on it and use it. Then you like run out of minutes. Fuck pay as you go. Can you yeah. remember even at, remember when it was only free to call after six? Oh, I remember like telling, Can't, I'll call you back after nine. Or if you were a baller, <laughs> you had like the after six thing. Yeah. Oh, you had an after nine. Oh, I was baller then because I never heard of an after nine. Oh, yeah. That's like the OG <laughs> situation was like, I'll call back after nine. You know? Well, okay. So I had an after six one and we were at a party and the girl didn't have a cell phone. So Big Show called my cell phone. And then apparently he was coming to meet the girl and we decided to leave the party. And then three Mustangs pull up. It was yours. I think we won't say his name. Big Show's best friends. The white one, the white Mustang. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Big Show's Mustang, which I don't remember what color was his. I don't. They all, yours is blue. Mine was blue. They all went through a, a phase of having them. I don't know whose was whose, or one was red, and yeah, there was a whole smattering of I, them around. And there was the blue, the white, and then whatever color Big Show's was. And I was a huge Mustang fanatic, so I was like, "Fuck yes!" Like three, five liters pull up. And I was all about Mustangs and like other girls didn't care, but I was a total tire biter and I came into yours and you were like, you don't even know us. Like, what are you doing getting into the car? And I was like, fuck it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't remember <laughs> who I was with. Somebody was in the back and I, I think. I well, I do. I do. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to say his name anyways. We can say his name for these stories. We just won't relationship wise say names, but Colin was, it was you and Colin were in the car and um, your friend that loved to barbecue that never talked. Oh, I'm trying Alex, to think. I think. Alex, yeah, Asian guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out Alex if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, shout out to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were in the car. And you were like, you don't know any of us, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting in this car. That's that's it. We were close friends after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. I always, yeah, I do remember that. And we, I mean, I dragged you like literally. I feel like you became like the guy I told everything to. I had a group of guy friends that I've known since I was like much younger and you were the only guy I would say outside of that group that I have always shared everything with like as if you were like a brother and I remember remember I hung out with your guy friends 
mm-hmm. your close friend, the tall one. Um, and then you were like, I, you know, hung out with him like a 14 and a 16 year old can hang out dating or whatever yeah. you call it. And then after that, you and I just became so close. And then I would drag you, remember, to the skate shop all the time because I had a crush on that guy. I do. I remember you brought that up not long ago. It kind of rings a bell. <laughs> you remember the skate shop in the mall? What yeah, was Zoomies or something. Was it Zoomies or was it another one? I can't I, no, it wasn't called that. It was called like something 49. West 49. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. had the biggest crush on that skater and I wasn't a skater, so I had to use you to go in. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> We tell all of our listeners that you can't fucking dress, so you always bought a black shirt. It, nothing's changed, yeah. I well, I yeah, uh, I just destroy clothes too. If I buy anything even remotely decent, and uh, I just go about my day doing whatever I'm doing, like plinking around in the garage, and it just gets destroyed. Well, I think even if you were in a garage guy, your clothes would probably get destroyed anyways. I don't feel like clothes was ever your thing. Yeah, like even <laughs> yeah, even younger is like skateboarding and riding BMX bikes or mountain bikes. Dad, like everything, you buy really nice shoes because they, like you know they were trendy too. But I would just I would use them for mountain biking or skateboarding or whatever, and they would just be destroyed in like twenty minutes. Do you remember the time that you told me I could change your style, and then? we went to the mall and you're like as long as it's a black t-shirt i'm like once we got to the mall you're like, yeah yeah you can do whatever you want as long as it's a black t-shirt I'm like so we're not changing anything basically <laughs> yeah you can have any beer you want as long as it's a corona yeah that's yeah i, you I just like steve jobs before steve jobs had his own outfit you did that but even yeah like anything would just get stains on it like a, like oil from bike chains or whatever like i was just like anytime i'd try to venture outside the box and get like something like lighter colored i would just end up getting something on it so i was like this is not for me yeah so i mean if people haven't caught on listeners yet the good thing about lee and i is that although we're close and we're both opinionated we're completely different since the day we've met your if they haven't caught on like into sports like the real sports kind of like mountain biking and that kind of bikes yeah yeah i was never good at real sports Yeah, I was well, never, not good at real sports like baseball. What do they call that? Like, like intense sports? It, they call it extreme sports, but I, sure, I, I was I dabbled in that. I was never terribly crazy. But yeah, I, I was always into mountain bikes and skateboarding and that kind of thing. And fixing cars. And I was a tire better that liked cars, but of course didn't touch them. And I love heels and clothes. So we are completely opposite. And that's why I think you're perfect for this because you have completely different views on stuff and you're a guy and the best part is as single as i am you've always been a relationship person yeah i was thinking about that when we started talking about this and i never would have like pegged myself as a relationship type of person like, never like getting married and having kids and all that never really ranked very high on my priority list it was always stupid things like cars and other toys that i sort of fantasized about having you know so it's funny that since I put no emphasis on that, that's sort of like my whole life has become that. Like I've married and I have I've a daughter, never known you, know. you single. Yeah. And I've never, it's never yeah. been an intentional thing. I've just sort of like, you know, I've always been like, it's never been like my, my target thing to go, you know, get into a serious relationship or, you know, get married and career and kids. And it was like, I never, I just like, I just want to have a good time. I just want to, you know, race cars and, and have enough money to do those types of things I want to do. I, n- I never thought too far beyond that. And then, uh, but a few of my friends have pointed out, like my life's fallen pretty well into place. Like, you know, I have a lot of friends that are successful in different avenues, but they're like, oh, like, you know, I don't have a, a family or I don't have whatever, a good career I really enjoy. And I just sort of felt like I got lucky and I fell backwards into some of these things, right? Without it really being my main focus, you know? Well, before we tell everyone how you met your current wife, we should tell them, and I kind of want to talk 
how you were in a relationship before that too, but you've been with your wife, you said 15 years now. Yep. And you have a daughter. We do. She's nine next month. Thank God, not like you. Thank God, yes. She doesn't have my (laughs) complexion or or anything. Or style. Yeah, no, definitely not, yeah. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah, I know. Okay, so we... So you guys, you guys have married 15 years, but you guys were together for a few years before that. Uh, yeah, we, I'm trying to think if we were, I think we've been together like 15 and married for like 13 or something like that. I'd have to do the math, but that's the neighborhood. And you're going to have to share how you guys met because that's kind of interesting too. And be, but before you get into that, you were with somebody else. When I met you, you had a girlfriend and you guys were already together for a few years when I met you. Yeah. I dated a girl like in the end of high school and then out of high school and, you know, um, but how long were you guys together? I think four years, I want to say. Like maybe like a year really? in yeah, the last year of high school and maybe like two or three years after high school or something like that. I feel like it was so much longer than that. Like I, I remember the time, when you guys I, broke up. That's a big deal at that time, right? You know, it's a long time. I mean a year at in at that age is a long time. So it's probably And you know what's kind of crazy is like I was remembering back to those days and I remember it was like kind of weird, but it was almost as if you guys were like so old because you were together for so long like yeah. it was like you were the married couple of the group like whenever we'd all party or whatever and I gotta be honest like you kind of did your own thing so you are right like you are you always did your own thing at least in that relationship I mean I wasn't involved in your wife relationship that you are married to now but with that relationship you were always just out doing your own thing like I think I met her months after hanging out with you almost like daily <laughs> like, yeah I, you know? I think that's just an age thing you know like you're not you don't live together or have any responsibilities. So you kind of just do whatever is going on. Right. You know, but you also felt like, cause it was so, like, you had been together for so long. I felt like you had like a wife at home. <laughs> yeah. Sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like I was on weird shifts too. Like, I think I can't remember what the whole story was, but I used to work like later. And so I would be out later and then up sleep in and work later, that kind of thing. So there was a bit of that. And I think she was going to school a bit and you know, when you're young, you just do weird stuff. Like thinking back on it, it's, it's bizarre, but at the time, you know, you're just so individual at that age and you know, no responsibilities or anything. So you just do whatever you feel like. Right. I remember after you guys broke up uh, and the first time she started dating the guy that she ended up marrying, um, she asked me to come to, and I had a boyfriend at the time, and she asked me to come with her to like meet him. And it was like, I guess their first or second date that they were like meeting up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he actually had a girlfriend at the time. So he asked her to meet him at his like brother or somebody's bachelor party. Oh. So we go to like the Richmond casino and these guys like, like they um, had a hotel room and they're like doing this bachelor party thing. And we walk in as these two girls. And I don't know if you remember how I used to dress. Like I almost walked in like I was part of, <laughs> like I could have been a stripper. Like <laughs> as I walked in, two of the guys like I was like, no, I'm not entertainment. I'm, I'm a guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember she was so mad at me because the first thing I said, she was like, there was a lot of cute guys. I had a boyfriend at the time, so I wasn't like looking, but there were cute guys there. And then she comes and she brings the guy that she dates. And I said, wow, he looks just like your dog. And her dog was a pug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no filter, right? I, I mean, yeah, that's the one thing you and I have always had in common. Like, no filter. It just totally came out. I was like, but he does. I don't know if you remember what he, or if you've ever seen what he looks like. He looked like a pug. No, I've never, I, I don't think I ever met him or saw him or anything like that. But yeah, like, it's, oh, really? It, no, I don't think so. I don't, not for, I mean, I got a terrible memory, so God only knows, but. 
Oh, he did. He looked just like the fucking dog. <laughs> and, and I, it just came out of my mouth. And she was kind of mad at me, but she didn't say much. And then, like, you know how she would always, like, try to make everything into group things after? So, like, I think, mm-hmm. like, a couple days later, she had, like, a barbecue at her house. And she invited me and my boyfriend at the time. And he was there. And the <sighs> first thing he said to me, like, I heard you said I look like her pug. <laughs> he was so mad. And he said it in front of my boyfriend at the time. And my boyfriend at the time started laughing so hard. And he was like, but he actually totally does look like the dog. <laughs> so then it was like both of us. And then she got so mad. And then I just like never really talked to her after that. Yeah, <laughs> I think our, a lot of our friendships end that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. She married him. She's divorced now, but. Oh, that's too bad. I mean, I don't talk to her. I've, I've never talked to her. It's been like 20 years since I've talked to her. But I just, that was like the last time I talked to her. She did tell me like, why would you say that? And I was like, it just came out. I mean, he looked. Well, if, and then, yeah, people are, you know, if, if he didn't, it would just be funny. I think it's, it's it must have struck a nerve or something. Well, I feel like when I said it at the barbecue where there was a lot of common of our friends, it was mutual agreement that I was yeah. accurate on the, I've come to realize, though, I think, no, uh, you know, I, I've, I was thinking about like your, your, the different subjects we talked about and like, um, you know, can people change? It jumped out at me and I was like, God, I hope so. <laughs> but for me, like, you know, there's so many um, things ended because of probably like something I said like that, like inadvertently, I'm like, oh, it's just funny and who cares? But like some people just like make, it's the end of the world. Like I can't tell you how many times like I've lost a friendship with someone and like no idea why or even that it was over. And I heard like through the grapevine, like way later that like I did something off base. I'm like, oh, I, that tracks. Well, you know, what's really funny because I can never, ever, ever tell you a time that I can ever in my life of all the years I've known you, you've offended. I can't even think of one time. Every time you've ever said something, I felt it was honest. And <laughs> I, I I felt like it was on point. Even I think there was even a time when this whole cancel culture came out and you and I were posting like what we thought were funny memes. And yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but we were having a conversation. I'm like, I get removed off people's list all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're like... I don't think that we're being rude or just funny. And we're pre-cancel culture kids. Like, yeah. can you imagine if we were growing up today, we'd have absolutely no fucking friends. Like, at least now, when we were growing up, there was people that tolerated us. Oh, yeah. Well, but- I think about that even with, like, the podcasting and stuff. I'm like, there's so many things I said and did when undocumented, thankfully, right? So I, I just, you know, <laughs> it comes up in conversation. People say things. I'm like, I, I kind of remember that or whatever. But, yeah, like, just it is a weird I, I feel like it's swinging back the other way now, but yeah, like I definitely know I do try to like not offend people now as best I can. It's like, not on yeah. purpose. You're just being funny. And I always say this, like the problem is if one person laughs a little bit, then we know we're on a rule. Yeah. And then it's like all bets are off. Like then you're like, fuck, like it's like clapping for a five-year-old child when you know you shouldn't. Yes. <laughs> well, I tend to hang around people that like, like yourself that like just have a similar sense of humor. So I don't have to check myself too much, but I do try to avoid saying things like, you know, too off base. But before I was younger, I just thought, oh, it's funny. Like, who cares? Like, people would say stuff about me and I'd just laugh. I never felt I like yourself. I never felt offended. So I didn't really get like, I was maybe being offensive. So I just kind of said whatever I felt like. And if people said it back to me, I didn't care. Whatever, you know. When I was growing up, my mom said, don't ever do something to someone that you thought would hurt you. And I was yeah. like, okay. And I would, and my mom, my sister sent it. And I say a lot of things. And then I was like, why would you say that? And I'm like, but it doesn't offend me. So you yeah. said, so, and then, she, and then I remember like, like when I was like 15 or 16, she's like, we should reevaluate this. Like, let's say. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad baseline. 
that basically did not work. Let's just say the average human being. And I'm like, well. Yeah, that's a way harder thing to get your hands around, right? Like, you know, my parents never talked to me about anything. So I, I was just sort of floating around making mistakes and trying to learn from it, right? You know? I think they were probably hoping that you didn't really exist in their realms. <laughs> I don't know what they were hoping. Like, I think they were just, like, I, they never sat me down or like, you're being a complete idiot. And I'm like, that would have oh. been helpful. Like there's nobody did though. I, people have told me like, you're not approachable. I'm like, I think of many things I'm, I would think I am approachable, but um, I think you're very approachable. I thought so, approachable. but people have said to me, I'm like, why didn't somebody tell me I was being a total idiot? Or why didn't somebody tell me that? But you're lucky. You're lucky because I can't think of one single party I left with my mom as a kid that she didn't ignore me the entire drive home. <laughs> and I've seen you chalk that up as a success. <laughs> to be honest with you, even just recently we went out with all of her friends and she didn't say anything to me. But on like that whole night after we got home, she was like kind of silent towards me. <laughs> so she she doesn't because now I visit. She doesn't want to waste her time fighting, so she doesn't say much about it. But you can tell she's pissed. And I'm thinking if she's this mad that I know my comedic act tonight was on point. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. You must have hit the nail on the head, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, all right. So let's. So what we've definitely established: don't get offended by anything we we say. If it comes out as an accident, yeah, a lot of it's the cancel culture. This is not the podcast for you, right? We're trying to make people laugh, and if somebody gets offended by that, it's not the immediate goal, right? Mm -mm. And that's the problem when you're trying to make people laugh. Like I talk about this all the time with friends, but like comedians are like, okay, like best case scenario people might chuckle worst case scenario i'm gonna get shot or punched in the face and <laughs> we think that's a worthwhile gamble well we should tell listeners too you're a comedian so you actually do stand-up comedy and he's pretty good guys i have done some like maybe five or six or something like that and i just find that so many things in life like occur to me as a joke like the punchline will come to me first and i've got to like back engineer the joke and so I've always had that. So I, I never really put it to any real use. And I thought, oh, you know, like, this is just like and natural. I'm not, I don't funny. Have, I just, I, I just jot it down in my phone. If so, something funny comes to me, like it's, and it's almost always a punchline. I, I just jot that down and then I'll, I'll work the joke backwards later. But yeah, it just seemed like a natural outlet for me. Like a lot of my friends are really funny and some of them in, in like the stand up sense. And some of them are just like situationally very funny, you know, but they're all funny. So I was like, I just wish there was a way to, put everyone together in a room and like just watch stuff happen but anyway i was like well stand up i can try and engineer some of those stories and things into like stand up sort of situ- like a way to do it in stand up right format but but yeah. you are funny like we should tell people like i if i send you a text or something you you always answer back with like a one-liner that's really fucking funny <laughs> and some usually it's pretty i mean like today is your first time doing this so obviously like we're just introducing you but in general in conversation you tend to have these monotone one-liner situations <laughs> that are pretty fucking funny like when i was like you know this is my la new number you said that what did you say you said something like your number is still in the foggy do <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a bar we used to frequent quite i don't even think now. it's there anymore i think it's closed yeah probably, i heard it's closed probably dating ourselves a little bit <laughs> but um yeah we are dating ourselves we are fucking old yeah. okay so tell us you know, I know, and I don't know how much what you're comfortable sharing, but I know your backstory of how you met your wife. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share of how you met her? And actually, I don't know how long between, because we were so young then. 
between you breaking up with the girl that I know mm-hmm. and you being with your current wife, how was that was like only a year or two ago? Well, the crazy thing is with that, like uh, my timelines are terrible and I apologize to anybody that might hear this and think I'm just totally off. But um, though, after the girl we were speaking about, I dated another girl in there for like two years. What? Yeah. I don't even know if that girl. Yeah. And, and then. And again, it was another one of those things where like I had my own life. She had her own life. Like we weren't. Because I still hung out with you back then. So I, I don't, maybe I remember someone of her, but I definitely never. Yeah. Met. We weren't, a, we weren't like. Oh, really... wait a minute. I think I do because you brought her to your parents' house. Just mean your mom wasn't a fan of her. Uh, I can't remember. The there, no, this or girl. was your mom not a fan of the other one? I can't, I can't remember. There's my mom pretty much got along with everybody, but if, if I, I don't, well, this, this girl, not. this girl was, was good. Like she got along with everybody, but we, uh, we, we weren't very super close. Like we dated, like, I think it was like maybe two years, maybe a little under, but like we were, we weren't like joined at the hip or like really lovey dovey or anything like that. Like it was, it was very sort of casual from the start, you know? So you um, went four, two, and then 15. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy because if if you anyone really knows you, you're like just naturally a, a husband to or like boyfriend without even like really. I mean, if I with, I know as your current wife, you're a complete husband, but as a mm. boyfriend, you were always just doing your own thing with the other girls that I saw. <laughs> like, yeah, I well, existing. yeah, yeah. You I don't know. I think and they were always like catering to you because the one that I knew that you dated, she pretty much like I used to call her my boyfriend's wife because she was a very catering person she's like make him lunches and make him food and yeah she did that to you and, and all that kind of stuff and i don't ever remember you doing much but going to her house and bringing your friends yeah i was like just <laughs> i don't know i always have lots of regrets about lots of things but like for sure with that relationship and that's the was my wife always calls it like first first boyfriend or first girlfriend syndrome right you just have no idea what you're doing or how you're no, expected of course, to behave you're so and, young. yeah and it was just bad like i just you know like i just didn't know what i was doing i was just like look, I'm a shitty boyfriend and I just want to like do whatever I want to do. Well, no, but like, you know, like that was my sort of sales pitch. Like before we even started dating, I was like, I don't know why you want to date me. Like Like you didn't cheat. You didn't flirt with other girls. I I, I don't think you're shitty. I'm shitty boyfriend, but I'm just saying you exist and women just tend to, you know, really just gravitate towards you and want to, be in a long-term relationship with you which is nuts Most which is nuts. so much effort it's terrible because like my my <laughs> the first girl long-term girlfriend like she was a sweetheart and like i she didn't she deserved way better but she had terrible picker and decided obviously she i guess so, but she decided you didn't do anything to her well it's funny you I, not deliberately no like i sat her down and i was like listen like we're not compatible i'm a fucking idiot and sorry i don't think i'll swear on here i know you do a bit but so anyway they no, you I, can swear. Okay, so I just said I'm, you know, I'm an idiot, and I don't know why you would want to date me. And her dad literally said the same thing. He's like, "Yeah, he's an idiot. Like, why you want to date him?" <laughs> and um, and he was fine with us hanging around there and being friendly. But I was like, "I'm not," you know, I'm 17 or whatever. And, and um, she dated one of my friends like briefly in there. And um, before, after, before I me, feel like I remember that. Before me, yeah, yeah. And I was totally supportive of that. I was like, "That's great, yeah, yeah, yeah." But anyway, we just sort of happened into a relationship just from being friends and whatever and then uh and she was so in love with you i remember the first time i met her she told me i'll never forget this and i still tell the story to people she told me because i you you guys used to come up to my place a lot and then finally and then you went to her place and i don't know if you remember this but i never told anyone this at that time i have like a huge phobia of fish Oh, yeah. And I hadn't told anybody. And she had this big fish tank downstairs. And I don't remember who told me about her fish tank. 
but I knew that the, the area that you guys hung out had a fish tank. So yes, you guys, yeah. we, we would either go out and go out, like you guys would have the car, so we'd go do stuff with cars and stuff, and she wasn't there. We'd drive around. There was I don't know if we did the Langley races with you, but I know I did that. Yeah, we used to go to Port Kells and yeah, yeah, drive the speed racing. limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the speed limit, my ass. <laughs> um, but we did all that kind of stuff, or we, you guys came out to my place. But I never went to her place, and I had known you for a few months, and then finally I went, and she, when I was at her house, she told me, like, I thought you had a crush on my boyfriend. I thought you had a crush on Lee, and I was like, that's why you didn't want to meet me, and I was like, And then, like, 40 minutes of laughter after, you're like, no. (laughs) I don't think poor guys, no, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Look at him. (laughs) But I was like, no, buddy, you have a fish tank in your, she didn't believe me, and I'm like, I, you have a massive fucking aquarium in your downstairs basement you guys hang out and I don't want to be around it. Yeah, I and, wasn't a big fan of those things either, but yeah, I I, I don't remember that being the issue, but I, yeah, I, I believe it. But she thought I liked you. She totally thought it. I was like, no. And then after that, she realized, no, like this girl is definitely a gold digger. She's oh, yeah. not, not after my Not boyfriend. that you really were, but yeah, you're not going <laughs> to date scumbag skater boys. Uh, I think back then I had a crush on them because I didn't really, I thought like, you know, it was okay, but I, you know, it's kind of funny because I always say like, when I was 20, I was so much easier in life, but as I got older and I realized how much the things I like cost, <laughs> those, <laughs> those things became more and more, you know, higher maintenance, higher, higher expectations on what could I date, but yeah, you know, all right. So let's talk about how you see me to grow in between two years. Yeah. Yeah. So I dated her. It was, like I said, it was pretty casual. Like, it wasn't anything serious. And then I, how did we, you guys break up? Um, she, she was like big into like traveling and that kind of stuff. And, and I well, obviously wasn't, I had no money and I no really desire anyway. Um, and that was like, I would say the biggest problem, probably the biggest issue. Like we just, you know, we got along fine, but it just wasn't anything special. We were just young people dating and it was take it or leave it sort of thing for the both of us. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think the biggest, I think what finally was the nail in the coffin was she was traveling and wanted to travel more and had the means to, and I, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys break up and then how long till you meet? Are we all to use your wife's name? Does she count? Uh, I don't see why not, but I could always, well, sure it'll blow, yeah, I'm sure it'll blow up my face <laughs> later. So no, probably not. I, um, I, I- I know you knew her, so can we share the whole, the whole story? Well, I don't want to get into, like, the, every bit of it, but, like, there's a like, yeah. we, we were friends for, like, a while before we started dating, and, like, we had, a, we were hung out in the same group, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know how, it was pretty, I have to think how it kind of all went down, but, yeah, it was essentially one of those, like, we all hung out in the same group situations, right? And then um, we were both dating other people, and then we were single, and then we started hanging out, and that type Who of hit on who first? probably i'm assuming i probably did i don't remember i'm trying to think how it went all that it was very like gradual like it wasn't an intentional thing so it was very it was hard to say like i didn't you know it's like when you meet someone and you decide you're gonna like you're into them like it wasn't like that it was very it was the same with my first girlfriend it was very gradual like it, it wasn't like a a very sudden sort of change and everything it just sort of it's slowly kind of crazy because you feel like if a girl gradually gets to know you she'd be less and less inclined to date you but yes you would assume yeah yeah and I, yeah i think i don't know what yeah i don't know what it is i think with me it's like i managed i inadvertently worm my way in <laughs> you either wear them down spiritually i'm just the guy that like yeah exactly i'm just the guy that kind of like lurking in the corner like waiting for opportunity to strike but yeah, it wasn't, it was, it certainly wasn't deliberate. Like we, we were friends and we had, you know, like, um, we were dating other people and like that kind of thing. So yeah, it was very like sort of, um, 
not deliberate inadvertently kind of happened, which I was probably like the key to make. I mean, I think with relationships, like I imagine like, you know, just not forcing anything is, is probably better way to go if you can. Right. So it certainly seemed to work out. Okay. Because we, we weren't, didn't set off to do that. Right. You know, we just kind of graduated. And then, so you guys dated for two years, you proposed. Yeah. And now you've been together forever. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, and it was funny too. Cause like, back then like we were like 24 25 like it, you know nobody else was getting our age was getting married i, I remember think. when you got married and i was like well he's like the only person i knew who, and yeah. i was so young at the time so you seemed like really old to me. yeah yeah i think a lot of people um in our circle or our extended circle got engaged around the same time um but nobody was sort of engaged or married when we got engaged that i was excuse me that i was aware of um so it wasn't like necessarily, I imagine, I mean, at your, at ages, things, these things happen in waves anyway. Like we went to like, you know, so many weddings in like one or two years. So I'm sure it all happens, but yeah, it was weird. I don't know what sort of prompted the whole thing. Cause we weren't like in a rush to have kids or anything like that. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure what, what really, it was a long time ago now, but I'm not sure what really prompted the whole thing to just be like, we should just get engaged. Cause like nobody else was, it's not like, you know, when you get to like older and people are like, wow, so-and-so is engaged and so-and-so's, you know, having kids now. And like, where are we at? And it was none of that. Right. We were so young. Right. So. But you guys waited to have kids too. I mean, you had your daughter later. Yeah. We, we were never really planning on having kids. It was kind of like, we, we, it was like up in the air. We were like, ah, oh, you know, when we get older or something, it was like down the line, you know, maybe or whatever. I even remember uh, we saw you in Kelowna. I came with the boyfriend I had at the time when your wife was competing for a bodybuilding show. Oh yeah. Remember? So like, and then I think you got pregnant after that. No um yeah yeah it would, it would have been after that for sure i'm not sure how soon after that but it probably pretty quickly after that it, and again it was just uh it was just sort of the way I, with our relationship it, like everything the theme seems to be like it just kind of the way it happens right you know but it was just i remember i remember because i was thinking wow she just got so toned and so fit and then she got pregnant i was like that's like ballsy you know because yeah. most of my friends that did that bodybuilding stuff after that all they fucking wanted to do was eat and <laughs> yeah i think a lot of girls it's like it's like they do that and they're like okay i've done it and you know i i if so they can go on to the next stage of their life and do whatever right but uh yeah it's a hard thing I, to maintain i'm sure and not only is it hard but like the last thing you want to do is like ever go on another diet again and then like to to me like getting pregnant it just it would just give me like after all of that work i, I remember thinking she's got balls <laughs> yeah it's a big shift but I, I do know a lot of girls in that um sort of area like they do tend to get pregnant after they've done the show thing because i think it's like yeah like that's out of the way now and i'm sure it screws your hormones up and everything else like eating like but crazy you and... just you have to give up your entire body and then nine months later to give up your body again yeah it is a, a lot i don't know how it's close together it was but it probably was pretty close together it was probably like within a year later or something like that do you know what i remember most about her show i remember coming because i mean I didn't go to her show but we you were in Kona, i was in Kona with my boyfriend and he was the only boyfriend I ever had that was obsessed with weight. And oh. he was obsessed with my weight included. And I remember that your wife, not that she was ever big or anything, she got really toned. And he said, "Why?" we were sitting in your hotel room and she, I don't know what she was doing where you guys were like talking. And I think it was the first or second time you met him. And she, he turned to me and said, why can't you lose weight and be fit like her? She lost it. Not wow. that she was big or anything, but like she got to where she needed to get to. And... I remember being like, wow, the fucking ball <laughs> to say that. That's <laughs> like, wild. I know. And I just, 
I don't know if you remember, but you said to him something. You were like, I don't know, you like sarcastically made a call because you said it to everyone in the room. I sh- I'm <laughs> sure I did. It boils my blood now hearing it. I don't remember that, but um, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's insane to me that anyone thinks like that. I, I, I don't, it might have been innocent enough. You might have been like, look, you know. Oh, it was not innocent. Trust me. He was like, it was our, our entire relationship. I mean, I don't even know. It was the only time I ever stayed with someone that was a piece of shit like that. Yeah, it's, and, I can't imagine why somebody. I, I So many people when they're young say and do things that are so fucking dumb, like myself but, included. But I, that that to me is like, seems like a very wild well, thing to we say. Le- well, we were leaving. And I remember your wife like started talking about like, oh, this is so much work. Like this has been like, you know, I, I can't do anything. I have to like diet and do this and blah, blah, blah. It's not like it's that easy. And then she was just like changing the subject. And then when like we were, I don't remember if we were leaving or whatever, but you turned to me and you're like, I've never seen you let a guy talk to you like that. And I had nothing to say. I was so fucking embarrassed. I was like, he's so right. Like at that point I was like 24, 25. So I had known you for like, what? Like 10, 10 years. years. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I had never let someone talk to you. You're like, I can't believe you're letting someone talk to you. I've never seen you let someone talk to you like that. And that was like the beginning of me actually acknowledging the fact of like, who the fuck have I become dating this person? Yeah. I must've been in my bite my tongue phase or something. So just thinking about that now, I would have thrown the guy across the room. You said something to him, but you said something like in a, like he took it as a joke, but I could tell and your wife could tell because your wife, like right away was like this isn't like i didn't do anything it's a lot of fucking work like yeah <laughs> yeah because he said it like in such a nonchalant way like oh yeah look she just dropped it like it was no big deal and blah wow. blah blah and i was like she's like this is like a whole i mean it's a commitment it's a full commitment like what they do with their bodies yeah i, I don't know what prompted her to do it um but yeah it is it's wild man like you're it's towards the end you're just eating like tilapia or whatever that crap is and like it's i couldn't do it like i have no i don't desire. know how they do it. i watched so many girls do it so the, i've been telling you that's why when she got pregnant after it was like whoa because you literally give up your body you're yeah, like yeah. you're all you do is suffer to get to like a certain and then you dehydrate yourself right before the stage i remember my girlfriend like right before, <laughs> before the stage you take those dehydration pills oh and, yeah it's not good for you like not. it's not something you want to do repeatedly i don't think i mean i have no, no. i have no business handing out health advice but I wouldn't get well, into doing that over and over. I have a girlfriend who did it for years and actually she got her kidneys got all fucked up after because I don't know, like I don't yeah. I don't know what it does, maybe too much protein powder. I don't know what the hell it does, but I've anyways, heard I've heard all kinds of stuff like that, but yeah, yeah, go on. Well no, it's, it's crazy because when she got pregnant after she, the, she was the most it was like the hardest thing for her because she was like she actually got pregnant after a show too, and she was like, I just fucking finished the show where like all I've done is obsess about food and now I'm pregnant for nine months. Something else is controlling my body. And I remember it was so hard for her because she just wanted to to have freedom of like binging and drinking. And and yeah. when she would do her show, she would come with a suitcase of junk food she would eat right after the show. Oh, I've heard people talking about that. Yeah, just getting yeah. after it, like right after the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nasty. I've never seen someone being this way. And it's crazy what people crave. Like, uh, I know people that have done it, and they're like, they all they, they crave peanut butter and all kinds of other weird things like that, right? Yeah. Things that we eat every day without thinking twice. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Like, I definitely need to like get healthier. Like, and I have been, but like, I just love food. Like, you know, I'm such an emotional eater well, too. Right? I see the stuff your wife posts. She's an amazing cook. Yeah, she is. She, yeah, it's just, I drive around for work a lot of the time. So it's brutal. Cause you're like, oh, I'll just swing in here and customers want to go for lunch or whatever. It's just like, but again, yeah, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> All right. So, sorry, we totally went off topic. Okay. So you guys have been together for 15 years now. And what would you say is your secret? 
Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. And I think I, cause I have friends that are getting divorced, right. You know, at my age, right. And, and... I think the general consensus is married in your twenties, divorced in your thirties. That's the general. And that's always been my position. I'm like, if you marry your high school sweetheart, you're done. You know what I mean? And a few of those people have come back to me and be like, yeah, you weren't kidding. You know, but um, yeah, for me, like so much of it's Taryn. Like I would have given up um, on things like, I mean, not on our relationship, but like things that could have become a bigger problem later. We, we just always talking about it. So I guess the answer, I, I would, if I had to make a, a statement saying like, what's the key? I was like, so much of it's communication, right? Like it's just talking about, I think things, become bigger problems when people don't just say hey like you know like if taryn and i have an issue we'll just talk about it instead of it becoming a big problem you know and that's sort of always well, been the way i think i think we just always talked about stuff like openly and tried to not get into like a heated argument about it well i was just gonna say don't you think a key to that which i'm, I'm assuming because based on your personality and i'm sure her personality too is i think what happens with a lot of people is if someone brings up an issue in the relationship they take it so personal it turns into a fight but if you have yeah. good communication you can bring something up in a that's an issue yeah. and conversate about it and not be make it personal. It's yeah. more of like a relationship issue. So would you say like that's your I mean it seems like that's your communication style now. Yeah, I, I think it's just it's like you said, it's important to to say these things that are concerns without it getting into a, a blowout or whatever. And I think that's the problem. Like people are terrible at taking criticism. And mm -hmm. I think um I hear a lot of people say to me that are getting divorced or whatever. They're like, Oh, um, I, the, I just don't feel like they're like the right fit for me anymore. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, but like, you know, you got, it is what you make of it. Right. You're not going to go and find some like drop in a boyfriend or girlfriend. That's just going to be like perfect. And the Taryn and I have grown a lot. We've changed a lot, like both of us. Um, but like we communicate along the way. And if there's, I'm just trying to think of an example, but there was, an, we had an issue the other day about something. I can't remember what it was. And we just sort of said, oh, okay, well, you know, we just kind of like, we were both kind of heated about it. We weren't like having a fight or anything. We we're just kind of like, I can't remember what it was. And then later we're just like, Hey, like we got to do this about that. And, you know, so it's just trying to have a, a productive um, conversation without sort of attacking the other person, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I actually just saw like a meme the other day that said, marry the person that talks to you without attacking your character. Yes. Which uh, is so interesting. Cause like, you don't, I mean, now the days people are more aware of what they say, but we grew up in generations where it's like, if you fight with someone, you literally go from the depth of your soul to find any negative thing you can say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To into them. And so that's our natural way of fighting, at least in our generations. Like, it's like you see your friends do something and then you're like, keep it in the back of your mind. And even if it's 10 years later, once they piss you off, you're like, remember you piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it said, you should actually never fight where you name call, obviously. I mean, they tell us that forever, but you actually like, you want to fight with someone where you're not attacking them, yeah. but you're dealing with the situation. And that is one of the hardest things to do. It is. It's like, you try to, you have to be objective and be like, am I being an idiot? You know? And like, it's really hard to do that um, for anybody, I think. But for me, like I was always, um, I don't know, like it's just, a, it's just, I mean, we did, we've done counseling and all kinds of other things. And there's lots of techniques that counselors have that that actually are helpful i know a lot of people think it's all hocus pocus and like you just it's not it's definitely i think we're more open to i think in general people are so open to counseling now i, I think so too aspect of life. and it's not about just like you know some magic fix it's it's giving you tools to fix things right so like for example yeah i, I i've had, i've been to a few different counseling things and and they're like they just teach you about your yourself and like are you um 
reacting to like is it really the fact that your wife's going out with her friend that's the issue or is it that like your something else is going on right you know what i mean so i, I have friends that like get bent out of shape if like you know this, this one or the other is like maybe didn't tell them those plans or whatever right you know what i mean but like instead of having a blow up about it we're just like hey like what can we do about about that or you know like how can we make it where we're communicating about well, what the intention that's actually really interesting because just knowing because so we'll make this for the listeners know too so when you met your wife I had moved downtown and then I moved to LA. So the last 15 years, I haven't really been around you. I mean, we've never lost touch. We always communicate. Yeah. I've met you guys a few times all together, but it's always been like, like when I moved downtown, like when I saw you the time with that boyfriend, I came to your townhouse, I think it was. Yeah. I remember we had to drive like an hour and 40 minutes because you lived Maple Ridge and I live in Yaletown. Like that, they're really fucking far, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it wasn't like I was consistently around your relationship, but I've always stayed in touch and I've always, like we've always had, you know, I still consider you a close friend, but yeah, I only think that I can't say like I've seen it all the time. But the one thing I did notice with your current wife compared to other relationships I saw you with, you always have awareness of what you're doing and you communicate with her about it. So that's a really interesting shift. Like I remember if I called you up when you were dating the other person, I mean, given you were much younger too, right? yeah. but I'm just asking because I'm curious what was the shift if I called you up, no matter what you were doing, if even if she was waiting for you, if there was something funner going on, you were like, I'm down. I'll be there in like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And once you were with your wife, I remember like if we made plans or, you know, even, even the last time I saw you for COVID and I was like, Oh, I'm going to be in town this week. Do you want to grab coffee? You're like, let me talk to her. So it's interesting. It's a complete different shift. And I, even before you got to this age, I'd say when I was dating my ex, you were, only together I mean you were 20 I was 24 you were 26 so even mm -hmm. then you did that so what would you say made you shift in that yeah I don't was know it what her, if it's just, it... yeah a bit of both I mean I think it was her telling me what she needed without it being a big blowout you know what I mean like it's like hey if you know this is going like I just didn't take other girlfriends and stuff I guess into consideration and with my wife now I think it was just like she would just say, Hey, like, if you're going to do this or that, can you let me know or can whatever I, I'm Was trying to think of... for you to overcome? Because I, I remember seeing you being complete opposite towards. Yeah. That. Looking you back think... on it, it doesn't seem like it was hard, but I'm sure it was very gradual, you know, and, and just so much of it's just talking about what the other person needs. And I, I don't know, like, I just feel like instead of fighting, like you say, you dig deep down and try to like come up with something to say, well, well you do this. Well then it's because that you do that. Or I do this because you do that. Like we kind of just try to get in front of that and be, I think it's just like ultimately it fighting. seems like you, you talk more about what you need versus what's bothering you. you yeah. Know, and we just, we, yeah. we just try, I think it's a lot of, it's just an effort to avoid the fighting and, and try to, um, just stay on topic a lot too. Like instead of getting into this big down spiral, we just say, Hey, this particular issue is, is an issue and like, whatever. I'm trying to think of a good example, but like, you know, just. Can that's we... a perfect example. Just I'm telling you from someone who like literally never considered or told, like, I remember like you would just show up at that girlfriend's house when you wanted to show up like that. that was yeah. It. Yeah. Whereas I saw a complete shift and it was definitely not an age thing. Cause you were 26 and it was a complete shift. You know, it was like, yeah. I got to talk to her. I got to figure it out. So it's kind of interesting. Even at a young age, you were able to make that shift. And I'm asking because I'm curious, like as a guy, like you're a real guy's guy, you know? Yeah. And they say like a woman changes you, whether it's a woman or you think you like, I'm just. I think it's probably a combination of things. I think, oh. you know, the right person will get you talking about what, you know, solving problems instead of just like fighting and getting the last word in, you know? 
and then some of its age just getting you know um older and like a little bit more calm you know i think it's a combination of things i don't think there's like one secret thing but we definitely like you know we used to fight like normal people fight like and i just feel like we haven't in like years like we just we have like heated discussions about things like you know like just boundaries like having friends of the opposite sex or something like that like you know what i mean like it's like yeah i don't care if you have a friend of the opposite sex but like you know but my wife has very strong boundaries and always has so like i just sort of match her boundaries that way you know what i mean like okay like i you know i wouldn't not that i have any desire to be out going to bars or doing whatever but like i just i just would be like okay like well she's got very strong boundaries and like and which is lucky for me because i didn't have to like try to like you know she didn't have like a whole big social life of going to clubs or doing whatever like she was always sort of more of a homebody too so i think i just sort of matched her sort of standards on a lot of things i was like oh yeah like you know we can you know do this or that or whatever but without um you know i never felt like forced to do anything i just kind of like she almost like led by example you know that's interesting yeah if i had to guess you're just a completely different it's like totally two different people and i would say that that's normal if like let's say you met her when you were like 35 then that was your relationship but it's interesting how much you shifted at still a young age like those two relationships were two or three years apart like you know what i mean i guess another factor and you were too, still in your early 20s yeah i think for me too like another factor is i stopped drinking like in my 20s I don't know if I even never told you that. Like, it's not like a no, big... No, you, you did a while ago. Yeah, I never made like a big conscious effort to like stop drinking. I just, I used to dirt bike a lot and we'd go early on the weekends. So I, I'd get a party on the, the weekend evenings and then the next day was like terrible. I was like, oh man, I'm so hungover and whatever. I also don't, like, I always know you were drinking stuff, but like, I don't remember you being like, you were never like an out of control drunk. No, I'm not. I don't think I ever was. I I just would drink. You drinking beers? Yeah, I wouldn't get out of my mind. I would just drink all the time. You know what I mean? Like socially, right? You know what I mean? But I think um, that leads to that lifestyle of being out and socializing and doing whatever things. But I, I find that like because I don't do that anymore. I well, I actually have a lot of anxiety too, right? So like, I think when I was drinking, it would always take the edge off the anxiety, and I could I could be around groups of people and do whatever. But I think it was just so many of these things were like happening around the same time as, as like, you know, where the shift in my life, like you're talking about sort of happened. I think it was just a lot of things around the same time. Some of it just coincidentally, like I said, I literally laid off drinking because it was interfering with dirt biking and it just happened to lead to down a whole other path. Like, okay, I'm not up late anymore because I get up early to go dirt biking and I don't drink because I get up early to go dirt biking. And like these things were like, total coincidences they like Tara never asked me or or suggested I should lay off drinking you know what I mean like she never cared because I never drank a lot you know I would just drink a few beers here and there like a lot of nights or whatever but just socially I'd be out with friends or whatever but she never sat me down I was like you got to stop drinking like it's a big problem you know she like she didn't care one way or the other but I think this, this this big shift you're talking about it was just a combination of things happening around the same time right yeah that makes sense do you think your communication got better uh with therapy like would you recommend it for people i think there's no downside like i think people are afraid they're going to go to therapy or counseling and the counselor is just going to say well it's all your fault so smarten up right i i I also think a lot of people feel because they've put so much under the rug and what they forget the part of the process of therapy is actually you have to face the things you've been avoiding yeah and that makes you angry initially because that's obviously you're like ignoring how you actually feel so resurfaces all these feelings but what people don't realize is after you resurface you work through it yeah and then you get over it well so much of it's just knowing what's going on like i didn't know 
um, so many things about myself that like, I would get like angry and I'm like, okay, well actually I have like my blood sugars all over the place and I get like super anxious and then crazy. And you know, I could go on for hours about this on another topic, but yeah, like uh, essentially it's, just learning myself. You know? It's also an interesting topic because you talk about being, having anxiety and what people who don't know, you don't know is you're actually like, I've always known you as like the leader of your group, you know, like mm. we came from totally different groups. Like you're right. Like we would hang out at bars when I got old enough to hang out with you guys. Well, I was doing it then too. I had, I think I did. I don't know if I went with you, but, hmm. um, but I would, I was a clubber. I was a big clubber. I was like the party girl and you were always the friend that I hung out with too, but we did like, lower key we hung out in big groups there's the barbecues there was like car stuff yeah you know racing cars and you didn't come off you were always the head of your group not like to put ego or anything like that but you were like the leader the louder one the funnier one you drew people towards you you know what I mean so it's kind of crazy that it just shows you no one really knows what's going on because I remember the first time you told me you have anxiety and I was like what but you're always like this, like the one that gathers everybody around you know yeah, yeah so it just shows you like people aren't always and I think it's a great thing to show like for instance I talk a lot non-fucking-stop and I talk to every fucking random person like, people don't realize I'm actually super shy like right. you have to you be know, in, like, you have to be on right you have to be in that mood right well I'm always in that mood because I'm always on you know but yeah. they're not to me it's not personal like talking to some person I don't know next to me is totally okay but being intimate in a serious conversation where we talk about life and whatever serious things, like to me, having non-personal conversations or like just being like, I'm, I mean, in a sense, I, I'll tell a stranger anything, like, you know, too, if they ask mm -hmm. me, but like, to me, it's also like fun and light and jokey. But if it's like a serious conversation, I'm actually a really shy person. Right. And so, or like, if I'm actually invested in a situation, I'm actually super shy. I don't want to be the center of attention, but if you didn't know me, you would think the exact opposite. Just like if people didn't know you, they would think the exact opposite because you don't come off with anxiety at all. You come off as someone that constantly wants to be out and about and talking. Yeah. So my biggest problem is I'm just like a giant paradox. I feel like people are like, how can you not like being the center of attention when you do stand up comedy or when you, whatever? <laughs> and I'm like, it's, it's for me, it's like, um, I have to be the center of attention on my own terms. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like actually when, a really good way of putting it on your own terms. Like when I'm like mentally strapped in to deal with it. Like you should see when I do stand up, I go home for like two days and I don't talk to anybody. Like I'm just like done. Like it takes the like and I'm ripping it up when I'm up there and like talking well, to all these people. That's when I get interesting done and stuff. too. Do you think your wife, your the reason why you and your wife work too is she gives you that space? Yeah, I think she just knows how to handle me. Like we've done a lot of counseling. I mean, not a lot, but we've done some and you learn a lot of tools, like I mentioned, and a lot of it's like just how you know, to, to like approach different issues and subjects and stuff. And like, just, there's so much to know about your own like body and like how you react to different things and what things make you feel. Um, and then how you sort of react to that. Right. So with me now, like I know, um, quickly, like I'll just say, like I, when I went to counseling, they were like, okay, like, uh, I have to, I don't know the numbers, but it's like, okay. So a woman say you and I get into a blowout your, your heart rates go up really high um within something like 10 minutes yours returns to normal but for most men it takes like 45 minutes for your heart rate to return to normal so you're you're heated like for 45 minutes right and your wife will come back 10 minutes later like hey like you know let's just let's just bury the hatchet and like, yeah fuck you right you know what i mean but it's because your your heart rate's still in fight or flight right that um, is so fucking interesting yeah, i've I'm never telling you, ever heard this counseling and is full of stuff like this but this is really fucking interesting. Wait, wait. So is it 
men, I mean, you don't know the exact numbers, but men do I would naturally say, take longer. Yes. And it's a lot longer. It's on, like 10 minutes to 45 minutes. It's like that sort of range. Like women are 10 minutes, men are 45 minutes. It's like something really, like that. That's really good information for people to know because what happens obviously is like, she, exactly what you said, she comes back in the room and she's calmed down and you're still blowing up. Yeah. But and that just makes the fight go on. Right. So when I, she would come back in the room and she'd be like, Hey, like, do you, you know, do you want some food or do you want to just whatever? I'm like, yeah, awesome. Thanks. I'm like, I'm just still really heated because you know, my heart rates up and whatever, you know what I mean? Like, but just like, it, it, I can't emphasize how much my life has changed for just knowing stuff about myself, like bi- biologically, like how I'm reacting, what, why, why I feel the way I feel and, and to not try and pin it on something and just be like, look, I feel like dirt because my heart rate's up, my blood sugar's down, like whatever. It's got nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with being at the PE around all these people. And, you know, but when you're young, you're like, fuck the PE. I'm never going there again. Right. You know what I mean? But like, because you're mad, you have this feeling inside you. But it took me. Well, talk, we should you know, tell people what PE is because I was going to say, I've like, just, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah never mind. Like, <laughs> no, PE is like a tiny, tiny version of Disneyland for yes, It's people. like a very ghetto version of Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> and but, super small. But I've been to things with girlfriends and stuff like, and I, and I've blown up because I'm having anxiety or something like that. And they're like, the hell is the matter with him? Like, you know, it's like frigging, why is he flying off the handle about this? And it really wasn't about that. But, but anyway, there's a thousand things in counseling that give you little tools, like little tidbits like that, where it just changes well, everything. Tidbit, I think will really change listeners lives because like now I know. Yeah. That if the next time I fight with a significant, first I gotta find a fucking significant other. But yeah, one step. <laughs> one century at a time. But, <laughs> um, but the next time I find, like, that's really fucking interesting because I would think that, like, whatever time that you naturally get, although I'm kind of like a guy that says I can take days to get cooled down. But yeah, you know, it, it's really good to know that biologically men do need more time. So right. maybe yeah. the next time a late, and it's true, you know, like in the olden days, the I mean, my dad never gets, but like in the movies and the shows you watch, like the man always leaves the house and comes back later that night. Well, now right. we know why. Like it took him so much longer. And by the time he's home, the wife is already over it and she's doing whatever she's doing in her life in the movies, you know? Well, it, so, it's just a thousand little things like that that can make you like have a way better handle on what's going on situationally in a relationship or like in your professional life or whatever. Like you just, I have such a better grip on like what's going on with me internally now that I can be like, okay, it's not about this or it's not about that. Like, I know like I'm all heated because of like traffic or whatever, this guy cut me off, but like really I need to get a bite to eat or I need to do whatever, you know? And it's just, it's just that alone changed my life. And like so many people like you and other people that have stayed with me through those times, like I've probably seen like some of the insanity and then they're like, okay, like you never, like, I don't know how to handle myself, but now I'm learning and it's made everything else easier, basically. Right. That's really interesting. Well, let's cut it off because it's we're you know almost at the hour. But yeah. I think this was a great way of introducing you to everybody. Um, it kind of gives a breakdown of who you are and, and what you're about. I think it's really great and kind of like how we've known each other for like 20 plus years. Yeah. Um, and then if you do decide to come back, we will, you know, talk about kind of dating. We can talk about what you think of dating today. I just went on a date. On Saturday, I would love to share with you. We can gossip about it. Um, and yeah, we kind of ended there. And I mean, I think it was great. It was great. It gave our listeners a, a chance to get to know you. Yeah, it's been good. We're just winging it. I mean, we can get into a bit other subjects and stuff with a bit more, you know, like sp- sp- sort of hone in on some things, right? Of course, of course. I, I mean, I can't wait to hear your perspective on how, what you think of people dating today. So 
Oh, you yeah. never were in the online era. You never no, had to dude, do it. I was going to, I won't drag it out here, but I, I was thinking about it before we started that um, Facebook had only been out for a year when I started dating. <laughs> yeah, you're so fucking lucky. It wasn't even Facebook yet. Messenger. You'd have to go onto Facebook and send like a, some sort of private message. You'd be like, go on MSN. No, but it wasn't private. It, oh, yeah, you're right. Because it wasn't private. We'd write on each other's walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the most private things. You'd be like, hey, yeah, yeah. You know, I need a tampon. <laughs> 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 it would be on someone's fucking wall. Yeah, good so, times. Yeah, it was good times. All right, well, cool. Thank you so much. And yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Guess, yeah, thank you for coming on. Hopefully, we'll have you back next week. Yeah, you bet. Bye. Bye.